Hello, and welcome to Pagan Gumbo Podcast. This is an ongoing discussion about all things pagan. We'll be exploring both the ancient and modern perspectives, and how we conceptualize our place in the universe, and the universe itself. This is a discussion more about the questions than any answers. It's an examination that takes place as a result of dialogue. As always, your mileage may vary. And remember, it's a way to look at things, not the way to look at things. Our intent is to mix up interviews and discussions and offer up a new serving about every other week or so. Please check us out at PaganGumbo.com. You can like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter. Send questions or suggested topics to questions, that's Q-U-E-S-T-I-O-N-S, at PaganGumbo.com. Hey, this is Michael with Pagan Gumbo. If you're looking for a particular candle, we've got you covered. We hand make our own figure candles here at the Magical Druid. Everything from couples to skulls, from cats to penises. We don't use the same old tired molds that you find everywhere. No, our candles are unique to us. Stop in or drop us a line to see what we offer. Find us at MagicalDruid.com. If you swing by our website, you can get 5% off your total online purchase if you use the coupon code PAGANGUMBO19 through the end of August 2019. Come and see what we have. Nui Cobalt Designs. Talismans, tools, and supplies for the magically minded. Each is handcrafted and charged under optimal astrological conditions. We believe the sacred objects that support your practice should be both beautiful and powerful. That's NuiCobaltDesigns.com. Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Pagan Gumbo Podcast. I'm Forrest, and I am here today with our regular cast of characters, plus our very good friend, Crystal. Hi there. Hello, Crystal. And it's Lisa, Seamus, Michael, and Sequoia. Uh, As usual, we have a topic of the week, and we are going to be discussing today a question from one of our listeners. And Seamus has our question. Mike, what's our question? (laughs) Mike has our question. Mike has the question. Ariel from Chicago writes, I've got a spell I found that's supposed to take three days, but I can't find three days in a row to do all the work in. Is there a usual or acceptable way to modify the spell? Where do you start when modifying a spell? What you can't see right now is that Lisa is shaking her head emphatically no. I thought I heard it. (laughs) (laughs) Might have heard the swishing of the hair. But it's a no with the modifier. Um, so, Cat Iron Woad, whose name I probably just mispronounced, talks about spells as being as analogous. Magic is being analogous to cooking, and so a spell is like a recipe. And so, you there are many times where there, it's time to maybe experiment. But if it's something that's unfamiliar to you, or you're new, or if it's serious and the spell has been around for a while, that particular piece of magic has been around for a while and has been tested and used, then that's not the time necessarily to start messing with stuff. Um, And so it would largely depend upon what kind of spell she's doing and what her experience level is, really. Mm -hmm. Um, My other hesitation on saying that, yes, that that's good, is that the purpose of spell work for want of a better way to put this, should not be 
spell work is not, and magic is not the easy way out. And so if you're trying to find a way to do stuff so you don't have to do any kind of other effort involved, I can just light a candle and I can be there, well, then that might not work out the best way that you want it. If it's a three-day spell, there's probably a reason that it needs to be the three-day spell. So you need to understand what that reason is. And then once you understand the reason it is, then if you can see if you can achieve that in some other way, then you can try it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure it will work. Does that make sense? It does. But I am, of course, an old-school chaos magician. <laughs> and so rules are made to be broken in many ways. And so you've got a three-day spell here. What's the important part? You can break it up and you can do exactly what you just said, which is try and figure out why. But the other thing that you can do is you can say, hmm, maybe three is the important part. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's three hours, not three days. Mm -hmm. Do something once every three hours instead of doing it once every day. Um, You can find three other cycles to try and work it. Um, Every other day for... A total of three days working. Yeah, and the philosophy that I come at that from is um, if the magic doesn't work for you, then there's work that you can do to make the magic work for you. And, yeah, these ancient, deep, deeply rooted spells and things like that are awesome and cool um, to do in just the way that they were written down, but... By that same token, a lot of these things, when they are written down, are not written down in a way that is either accessible or even necessarily doable. Especially ancient magic. Right. Sometimes it's just not doable. Yeah, if you're pulling something from... The PGM, the Greek Magical Papyri, for that's instance. What, yeah, so the yes. Greek Magical Papyri, some of that stuff is quite literally undoable. I mean, yes. I think Anthony was talking one time about having to exhume a body from a graveyard with your bare hands at midnight, you know, and being... Like you do. Like you do. (laughs) (laughs) Things that are simply just not terribly doable. Um, But I agree with Lisa also that you don't want to take the easy road, um, either in choosing to do magic to accomplish a goal or in doing the magic itself. It's If it's a matter of inconvenience, then maybe revisit whether the magic is something to be done or not. Sometimes these spells are made um, somewhat complicated and and multi-step structure because there is an extra effort intentional in the working. Um, I happen to have written a spell about seven, eight years ago that was specifically for three days. And those three days were specifically the day before, during, and after a new moon um, because it was a deeply personal transformative, getting rid of something, creating space within the self so that it can be, the self can be emptied like a vessel in order to receive something specifically new and healthier and more productive for the person. So those three days were intentional and, and connected with a moon phase. Um, I, I don't think I would recommend doing that same spell on uh, on a different kind of schedule. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, I, I also agree with Michael that there is a, um, a time and a place for creativity. And um, being, 
don't know, I, I really feel like um, when you are practicing magic, sometimes receiving some kind of thought, some kind of feeling, some kind of intuitive spark in the middle of something that is very rigid and, and very time-tested and very academic could be a signal that, oh, you know, real, real um, innovation is coming through and real inspiration is coming through and there's power in that. So allowing yourself to be somewhat adjustable and to improvise under those circumstances that's cool too, but I think her question is, is there kind of a standard traditional way? Um, and that might fall more in the category of what you were describing, Michael, where it's like, yeah, once, once every three hours or, you know, breaking it up differently. I, I think the essence of her question too is, um, we're, we're caught up in today's world and I see it all the time in the store. Um, Everybody wants to know the how. Uh-huh. Nobody's exploring the why. I need this herb because it says this herb. Well, what's a substitute? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I need this rare, you know, thing. Well, that rare thing's only in an island in Samoa that that particular, you know, conjure person did or whatever. Need trumps everything. Mm-hmm. So if you have... Betty Crocker's cookbook, who is giving you a recipe on how to make something that doesn't fit what you're able to do, put that recipe book up and get another recipe, which is what Lisa said. If you can't do a three-day thing, then that's not the spell for you. There are thousands upon thousands of other spells that will net the same result. But you, as a person practicing magic, need to learn the why and so that you can start to create it's like a musician. You can do cover tunes of other people's songs, and that's perfectly valid, or you can create your own music. To really be effective in magic, my opinion, which is about two cents worth of, of anything, is that you need to learn to do your own magic. Mm-hmm. And so by doing a three-day spell, a three-hour spell, what Catherine said, what you know, kooky conjure person, whatever, dot com says, what this person <laughs> says, what Seamus says... Take all that in, evaluate why all that is important, and then start to do your own magic. I think that the music analogy, I think, works better than the cookbook because you can play the cover tunes, you can create your own music, but there's still an underlying structure of scales and minor keys and and major keys and chords and stuff like that that you can learn by playing the cover tunes or getting the canned spells, and eventually then you can innovate Mm -hmm. to create your own. But I think... It, it goes back to intent. What is your intent behind the spell, and what is your intent in wanting to alter it? And if you can't right. answer that question, other than just it's inconvenient, right. then right. you, like you said, find another cookbook, find another piece of music. Whatever. Well, but if you cook with the same herbs and the same uh, ingredients. ingredients all the time, you become you know you become master at uh, Italian seasoning and foods or, or French or something, so that you can start to. I mean. People who cook all the time can measure out a quarter teaspoon of salt in their hand and put it in there and know that it's... So it it is a little bit of the same analogy. If you cook enough, then you learn how to cook. You don't need to, you know, follow the recipe completely. Yeah, the the experience and and the mastery of a specific type of technique 
is right. going to give you freedom, just like a, a black belt being able to kind of go off book and, and let go of the technique a little bit and, and do a little more MMA type stuff. And I think that comes with experience, but based on her question, I don't know that that's where Ariel's coming from. I think she's looking specifically for what are, what are, where should I start if I want to modify this spell? Right. And get another there, spell. Get another <laughs> spell. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, yeah. You brought up a, an interesting point for us where you mentioned, you know, you had written this spell particularly. But the thing that stuck out to me about that is that it was a very personal spell. And all of these spells start as something personal. And they all have meaning to a particular person. And there's a reason that I'm not a big fan of large volumes of spells in one book, cookbook style. Because the person who writes them, they write them for themselves. Mm. And it doesn't necessarily work for the next person. Yeah. Um, when we're talking about herbs and things like that, if it asks for mint, find something else in the mint family. Sure. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. start, start looking for something that's close to you. I mean, a lot of these, especially older spells, they, they don't think about sustainability. They don't think about things like that. You've got to find a way to make them fit your needs and to be sustainable. And location. Exactly. And, yeah. I mean, we get a lot of people coming in for white, white sage, right? for example, which is not indigenous to the area. If you're going to smudge for the spirits in this area, use cedar, juniper, something like that, something that is local. Mm -hmm. um, there are lots of ways to sort of make that work, and in many ways is kind of an art. Mm -hmm. um, it's not a science. It's not a place where you can say, this is where I want to start, um, or this is what I have to start with. How do I go from here? It's how do you feel from here? Right. Yeah, we're asking a lot of someone who hasn't had a lot of experience in magic. Then again, right. magic really doesn't. Did we leave anything off the table that you two want to add? Otherwise, mm -hmm. we're probably getting close to our limit. Yeah. On this, this podcast. I like what Michael said about the having all the spells in one big book because I'm definitely the baby practitioner at the table. <laughs> um, the encyclopedia of spells, like that real popular sure, one. Sure. Yeah, I moved away from that because of that. I was like, this is overwhelming. It's like too much. It's, it there wasn't a lot of explanation on right. where things came from, so oh. yeah, I didn't like it. Yeah, I like oh. the encyclopedias that give you the 3,000 spells, which require 9,000 different ingredients. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, no, I'm a pretty simple person. I could probably do all this with 13 different herbs. Yeah, but those books were written by people with stores. Right. Well, I've never, I've never admitted that I was a smart business person. <laughs> Uh, I would think if you're going to do something where you're starting to modify a spell or, or modify how a spell is written to your area, leave a little bit of room for error for yourself. Don't take things so seriously. For example, just going back to Sage, I could use White Sage to smudge and clear a bunch of negativity. I could use Juniper to smudge these some creativity. I start using some Black Sage or Mugwort, and my unintended consequences are not going to be the same. Mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a heavy dream-working herb and mistakes I've personally made in the past. Like, oh, you know what? Let's add this to the pot today. Mm -hmm. This will get some great results, and then everyone's tripping out in their mind. And that's not what you're <laughs> wanting to go for. You want to clear the space of, of thoughts, not Which may increase. open the ways to creative thinking and clear the space. It right? sure may. <laughs> but if I just wanted to get rid of whatever's going bump in my basement, that is not the way to do it. Mm -hmm. Yet well, it's still a sage. But, but Crystal, then you can see the thing goes bump in my basement. <laughs> 
you know you sure can. But, but don't take things so seriously. If you're going to yeah. start swapping things around, be okay with that and be willing to laugh and learn from that. Yeah. Take some notes on what happens. So if it happens the way you don't want exactly. it, next uh, time you come back, that's a perfect, you're starting your, yes. your book there on what to do. Everything has and to that's be. And that's what the Book of Shadows is supposed to be, is, is to be your notes about, not just copying down stuff from right. your the internet, personal but like, diary. hey, I did this spell, that I saw dragons in my basement. It's a Let's not do book. that again. It is you a know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your, your, your Book of Shadows or your grimoire or whatever you call it right. is your lab notebook. I'd call it a laptop. That's actually, <laughs> that's actually what <laughs> I need to work it. lab yeah. notebooks you get at uh, yeah, your local it's very, supply it's store. It's important to have that carbon copy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and leaving room for error. You're right, Crystal. That's so important because so much of what we learn is... Transmitted by error. <laughs> I have attained this wisdom because I mess do as up. I say, not as I do. Oh, yeah, I follow exactly. my spell and I answer my spell with my notes afterwards. It's a two-way street, yeah. and then I have that dialogue with, with the spirit that I'm working with, rather than just following blindly what is given before me. Right. Yeah. All right. Um, this segment has pretty much been done. We will throw in some sponsors, and um, we'll see you next time. So, everybody, bye. 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 Peace, love, and monkey fuzz. I wonder where that was going to go. <laughs> hey, guys, it's Seamus. We've got a new section or segment here, or part of a segment here, uh, as an outro to each one episode now. Uh, we've had a few people contact us, uh, introduce us to their music, and uh, we thought it would be a great thing to share to all of our listeners. So the first one up is a young lady from Canada named Heather Dale. She's got some wonderful music available. If you go to heatherdale.com, that's Heather, D-A-L-E is her last name, dale.com, you can check out her stuff. Uh, we've got a song here called Elementals. It's from her latest uh, 2019 release, Sphere. Um, it's her 20th album, so she's got a lot of back catalog for you to introduce or, or get familiar with and to add to your uh, collection of stuff that you want to jam to. But uh, check it out. I hope you like it. And if you know anybody else out there searching for uh, trying to you know, reach our audience with uh, music, uh, let them uh, know that we are doing this. Uh, we're, we want to do it every episode. So it's uh, pagangumbo.com or info at pagangumbo.com. And they can send us information like Heather did. And uh, uh, we'll see what we can do to get something out there. Uh, we love the music. We, we love uh, the networking. So uh, here it is, Heather Dale. Thank you, guys. on the sea dreaming night you were there upon the earth ablaze with light as light comes to an ember once the fire has died as light comes to an ember once the fire is inside and I see you earth and water with the sky of fire with stars and I see you earth and water the sky afire with stars and I see you Earth and water with the sky afire with stars and I see you Earth and water with the sky afire with stars I 
raven dark I was dancing as the fire from the spark As flame consumes the water once the daylight dies As flame consumes the water before it takes the skies And I see you, earth and water With sky of fire, with stars And I see you, earth and water With the sky of fire, with stars And I see you, earth and water With the sky of fire, with stars And I see you, earth and water With the sky of fire, with stars The moon to greet You were drifting with the waves beneath my feet As light comes to an ember Once the fire is flame no more As light comes to an ember I wash upon your shore And I see you, earth and water With the sky of fire with stars And I see you, earth and water With the sky of fire with stars And I see you, earth and water With the sky of fire with stars And I see you, earth and water With the sky of fire with stars I see you, earth and water The sky of fire with stars